Welcome back for another edition of Lunch with Spencer and Jeff. I'm your host, Spencer Turkin, alongside my partner, Jeff Mills. Hello, everybody. And today we are at the News and Record offices, and we have two special guests with us. DJ Reader from the Houston Texans is here, and his mother, Felicia Reader, is joining him as they get ready for the annual DJ Reader Youth Camp. And this year, in addition, Community Day over at Grimsley. DJ, welcome back to Greensboro. I know you're excited for the event tomorrow over at Grimsley. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here and super excited for the event tomorrow. So we spoke a little bit about this a couple weeks ago, but you're doing your youth camp. Uh, which you've done now every year, I believe, since you've been in the NFL. Yes, sir. Uh, and, and you're really hoping to just drill in some fundamentals while also exposing kids to the game. But this year you're adding a community day to the event. Can you tell us a little bit about that, what you're hoping for out of the community day? And then maybe your mom can also uh, explain what she's hoping for out of all this. I think uh, you know, the biggest thing for me is you know, everybody can't come to the camp. You know, it's not open to everybody, but everybody can come to the community day and give uh, fun, safe options for people to come out and just have fun, let their hair down for a little part of the day, get some food, relax, and just be around the community. You know what I mean? I think that was the biggest thing I wanted out of it, just to have a day where people could come out and just have fun. Uh, and for you, Felicia, what are you hoping for out of this camp? I know you've been very hands-on trying to get everything set up over at Grimsley. Yes. So I'm hoping that people will come to DJ's, DJ's point. Everybody can't come to the camp, but the community is for every age. And we have, like, um, we teamed up with the United Way, so they're going to bring out um, 25 vendors, and we have people that are going to do blood pressure checks and different things from the um, Cone Hospital. So there are people who may not have access to that. And we want to make sure that they get literature That's about cool. the different events that we have that are free for them, free services, and um, have the opportunity to bring the whole family in joy. Uh, don't have to worry about any expense because the food, the fun, and the fellowship is all free. That's really cool. So it's really really cool. just getting everybody moving, also getting uh, some some blood pressure checks and some healthy options. Is this just a way for you to, to try and make sure that everybody is living a, a healthier lifestyle as they come on out to your community day and, and be a part of, of all this fun? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I think it's, it's a trend in the world now, as it should be, and, um, you know, health's really important. And there's a lot of things that we we overlook and don't take advantage of and I hope people come out today and just I mean tomorrow realize that it's just a free day to come out there's a lot of good stuff going on out there and just take advantage of it that's all right, you that's, that's really cool yeah so that's a cool thing so over in Grimsley uh, you have another NFL guy that's now the AD uh, who played his high school football Grimsley Ethan Albright I know that he's been trying to make sure that you guys have whatever you need for this yeah. what is it like for you as a current NFL player to see a former NFL player now leading the athletic department over at Grimsley um, it's, it's crazy it's a blessing you know um, especially having that that tool of knowledge be able to go and talk to him about a lot of things as far as my job and also just things I can help out with over there and, and he sees sports from a different view you know he went to the highest level you can in, in his regard of sport and you know that's that's impressive and kids see that you know he brings the right energy and so you know it's really good to see that they got that positive energy over there right now. Uh, you are playing at the highest level yeah. right now. Yes, uh, Houston Texans, uh, uh, one of the top-notch organizations in all of football. What is it like to line up as part of that defense? I mean, 
you, Whitney Merciless, former first-round draft pick, J.J. Watt, and Jadavion Clowney, what is it like to line up on a defense like that? Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good guys in that defense, a lot of pieces, and, you know, it's 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 crazy because you look around you, you see pro bowls all around you, guys who've been in the league 14 years, 13, I mean, just random amounts of years and guys, and I think our defense carries a lot of pride. I think it's a prideful unit, so I think that unit gives me a sense of pride in playing football, so... It's, I go out there every week with knowing that I get the opportunity to play with a lot of great guys that don't want to see anything less than greatness from me. Well, how would you describe your role on that defense? Because there's some guys that get a lot of, a lot more accolades than you, but I think that people who understand the game understand that you do a lot of the work that doesn't get seen. The, 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 the I think, work. I think my most important, uh, so much, so much of my team is things. But uh, I guess it's just being a grinder, you know, yeah. just being there grinding and trying to do, make sure to take more of my person to block me in whatever, whatever I'm doing. So, so when's the last time you had a one-on-one blocker? They don't come off and <laughs> away. So hopefully I can't run it down from the backside. But usually, it's, yeah, it's, it's down the way. But my job is just to be consistent, be consistent with my linebacker and make sure he can run around and make some plays and they yell his name on the computer. <laughs> Chance that you get a one-on-one blocking yeah. scheme? Do your eyes light up? Are you like, oh, oh, I'm tears. That guy is gonna get all I got in that one play. Because <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to get there. Oh, I got a one-on-one final. I've been waiting the whole game for it. So here you go. Yeah, there's probably a lot of power coming. And, and Felicia, for you, uh, watching your son out there play, what is that like to see him succeed at the NFL level? Um, it's just a blessing because he's doing something that he truly want to do. And you can see it. Every play, DJ is a, gives 100%. And, and, and like you said, he doesn't get a whole lot of accolades, but as a mom, I'm like, see? So the rest of the people can eat because my concept is about if DJ does his job, because he's the center, so he's the base. So if he take on blockers, then everybody should be full at the end of the game. So you got your JJ, who should be full. You have the clowning, who should be full. And the linebackers, B-Mac, Merciless, everybody. Yeah, I know, I appreciate you. <laughs> DJ, you're, you're a Clemson guy. You've seen the success that, that Dabo has had recently uh, uh, with the rest of the Tigers over there. Uh, when you left that program, did you feel like it, Clemson was trending upward toward the trajectory that it's at now? Oh, yeah, for sure. You can see it. Um, we just weren't settled on being just a 10 minute team, just a 10 minute team, just a 10 minute team. We wanted to go over that hump. I think my last year, you know, we pushed for that 400 feet season, losing that championship, and they just kind of. Had that taste in the mouth of we can get here every year. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of whether we're going to get in our own way of getting here every year. So that's the biggest thing. I think they've done a good job of getting out of their own way. I think this year's going to be a challenge for them. They're younger, a lot of young bodies. So you got to get those young guys to buy in. And when you've been having so much success, it's hard. It's, just, <laughs> you just, it's expected. You walk in, and you're like, oh, we're just going to bounce up being messy. Like, no. There's <laughs> a lot of older guys, a lot of guys who put in that work. And I think, I do think um, they got a good core group of guys who've been there over and over and over. So they realize what work it takes. Now it's on them where they're going to step up and do it, you know? When you go to the NFL and you're playing behind what, a guy that goes off, you're all a finger and wants to go for it. What did you learn from Vince and, uh, and, and how have you changed as an NFL player in my uh, just, just how to be a pro, how to go to work every day and know that it's work. You know, every day is work. It's not. 
You're not going up there to make friends. I mean, of course you're going to be friends with your boys. You're going to have friends at work, but it's also a job. And mm -hmm. that was the biggest thing you taught me. Like, it was, it was a job. You, you approach it as work, do it as such, and you don't have as many problems. I mean, you, you let your guard down and start to think that it's not work, and you're just sitting there. Things catch you off guard. When you're always in a work mindset, it kind of things flow the way you want them to go. Is that the biggest challenge? you feel like for someone coming from college, going yeah. to the NFL, is understanding that it's now a job. Now, it was a business in college, but yeah. now it's a job. Yeah, it's is a that different? Think about like, the whole concept of college period. It's just, it's, in general, from regular students to football players, it's a group of 18 to 24-year-olds that are all in there making the same life mistakes. <laughs> now you're going to the league where you're coming in maybe 21, 22, and you got 36 year olds who have been past those mistakes and way past those walks of life, and you're just like trying to figure it out. And so that's the biggest thing. There's such a big age gap, but you're all playing the same sport. So it's just, it's, it's very strange. Okay, that's too. Uh, you have reputations being a really good locker room guy. Yeah, I try to be. Are, are, you, are you proud of that? And, yeah. and what, what, uh, what do you do that sort of gives you that reputation? I think, you know, I can. I have a unique gift of going to talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. I, I can fit in with anybody in the locker room. You know, I think that's that's a that's like a upbringing thing. But I guess just my teammates think I'm consistent. They think I'm the same. I don't walk in. I don't walk in with my butt on my shoulders at work. I, I try to carry myself where I'm supposed to and. Guys are having hard times, and you know, I let them know that you know things can be worse. It's football. It's a game. Mm -hmm. It's fun. It's a game you've been playing since you were seven years old. Keep playing it. Go out there and play it every day. And then when when you can't play anymore, don't complain about it and didn't push because you didn't put your best foot forward. And I think that's what like guys get. And we got a lot of guys around there like that. So hopefully, I can keep being a good locker room guy. Speaking of kids' games. Um, I remember he was a baseball player. Yeah. You miss, you, do you miss baseball? I do. I watch a lot. I watch a lot. I'm watching the College World Series right now. It's gotten pretty intense right there. But, um, yeah, I miss it a lot. I watch a lot of baseball now, though. A lot more than I used to mm -hmm. when I was playing. Yeah, I remember that Grim saying 500 hit. I mean, you don't see 500 hit with me, sure. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> Playing, he's got a big arm. I, I didn't, unfortunately. Do, do you get to a lot of Astros games? Yeah, well, I've got a good amount. Um, I like watching baseball games. It's fun, especially important. It, Astros is a little bit weird for me because I just like baseball sitting outside. Just, <laughs> just, when just they, when they come to the roof. Yeah, it's just such an outside game to me, so it just throws me off a little bit. But I, it's cool going over there. What is it like going over to the Astros and, and supporting those guys and then having some of those players come back and, and come to your games and support you? Is there is there like a, a brotherhood or a fellowship yeah. between all the athletes in Houston? I, I know that we saw it a lot uh, during the Stanley Cup Finals with uh, with Boston and, and their teams and then also St. Louis and the Cardinals were, were at pretty much all the, the Stanley Cup Finals yeah, games. Houston's a powerful city. You know, the Astros got the championship a couple of years ago. And um, I think it was just a problem. So to be in Texas, everything's bigger in Texas. People love Texas. It's supposed to be from Texas, so I think they do a good job of supporting and coming out there and showing up, like showing that the city has our back.
you know, the Rockets get so much support. We get so much support. And, like, so we always try to go out there and make sure, especially, especially knowing some of the guys, being around, being at charity events, being at different type of things, having to sit at a table with these guys. You create relationships with them. You might not be the best of friends, but you know them enough to go out there, you know, check them out and take pride in the art they're doing in their craft. Well, for you, what's your what's life for you? Do you like the table? Hot. It's hot. <laughs> I feel like I wear flip-flops way too much, as you can see. <laughs> I can't. I don't know if I'm with the cowboy boots. Like on the mamas now? I don't think it's going to be something okay. I'm missing right now. LOL. As you get ready for this season, uh, what does a typical day of training look like for you? Um, we get it going early, about 7. Get in from 7 to about 9. And then, you know, that's work out and field work a little bit. And then, so you're done, probably leaving the gym about 10, get some food in. Then you just kind of hang out, trying to spread your meals out evenly throughout the rest of the day. And then just, you might go get some extra work in a little bit later. But I don't know, it's kind of simple. Just the hardest thing is getting up early, getting the work out of the way. And it's not hard, but it's just, you always think, oh man, I'd rather sleep and do it later, but you wouldn't. Like, because once it's later, like, you're really not going to want to do it. So that's like, yeah, that's like the hardest thing. Cause you, like, it's hard to go work out in the middle of your day once you, like, then go back to doing something. Like, oh, I'm going to leave here and go work out. Like, no. Let me just go do it before I have to do something. <laughs> I'm, I'm never more. I'm guessing, oh, are you more interested? I am now. I'm not now. Yeah. Okay. I am now. I wasn't. I'm not really talkative in the morning usually. Like, and it's not like I'm mad at it. I just or even upset. Or in a mood, I just mornings usually spent silent with like the radio on. So before you came to record this podcast, you were out on the golf course. Yeah. Uh, have you always been a golfer? Or when did you pick up the sport? When I started going to charity events. Oh, cool. I'm not, yeah, I'm not good. I don't have my own clubs. I rent clubs everywhere. I gotta get my own club. Yeah, make a big difference for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I got a couple of some balls there, but it's just overall wasn't a good day. No. Not your bowl, not, not my thing. I go. I play bowl. I bowl. Okay. I like going bowling now. Golf's not my thing. It's <laughs> too hot out there, especially in Houston. So uh, <laughs> I probably won't be on the course too much. So you mentioned that you don't like the roof during the baseball games, but are you a fan of the roof on your stadium? No. No. Even though, even though it pulls it down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's there, though, so I mean, I, gotta, I mean, no, I'm not a fan of it. I got to deal with the heat during the week at practice. <laughs> the way team gets to come in here and play in air conditioning. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. What is it like trying to practice during training camp outside in Houston? Was it last year or two years ago that you guys were actually up in West Virginia yeah, doing last, training camp? Uh, last two years we were up in West Virginia, so I don't I'll let you know after this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, I mean, the big one is the fucking rookie. Rookie was sucks anyway. So, <laughs> like, 
You don't know what it's like. You just out there trying to survive. And yeah. So this year, I actually know, like, man, it just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, there's nothing extra added for me. It just sucks. It's hot out here, but that's camp. Uh, the Greenbrier is a funky place. Yeah. Uh, the oldest yeah. resort in America. Uh, did you get to tour the the underground facility at all, or you just straight walking away from that thing? I'm going down to the underground facility. <laughs> Because that was, that was yeah. the, the bomb shelter. That was the bomb shelter. Exactly. Yeah. That was like the weirdest thing about being at the Green Bar. Because you're just like, folks were so out of place. So out of place. Like, everybody was dressed so nice. They looked so nice with their family. And they were just reckless. <laughs> it was kind of like reckless. Like, half of us got music playing super loud or headphones or a phone. It's just, it's mind-boggling. Then, like, there's things to do, but there's not like things you really want to do unless you're into that type of stuff. And so, I mean, yeah, again, but I mean, it's fun. You should have been into golfing at that point. You would have been set. Nope. <laughs> I do know from my one trip up there for uh, a training camp practice, it was uh, the Patriots and the Saints that were doing uh, team practices. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the big off grounds activity is to go to the Pizza Hut down the block, and uh, that's about it. Wow. Yeah, they got a Jamaican restaurant downtown. Oh, now they got one. Okay. Yeah, they got one of those, but... Yeah. It's <laughs> beautiful, though. He's always playing movies that haven't been on since the, the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something with that place. You, the bowling alley, you got to keep your own score. Yeah, on like a piece of paper. So did you have the teammates when you guys were down there, make sure that they were keeping score properly? No. It was bad. <laughs> it was just like... It was, you know, it was just like, you're going to have to honor this with a bunch of football players. Like, nobody was, yeah, I was thinking myself the other day, I was like, high school tennis? They go off to honor us, I was like, there's no way. There's no way. I was like, and I was like, out of line. I was like, there's no way. And then I just, was, that's crazy. And I wouldn't have believed anybody. There's no way you could tell me I wasn't in. It was out. <laughs> In the league now, a bunch of guys from here in Greensboro. Mm -hmm. uh, what is it like to, to see them before the game and then after the game? Is it different when you know when you're getting ready to line up and then afterward? And what is it like just to know that Greensboro continues to put out NFL level talent? Oh, luckily no one played line, so it's all love, but um. It's good, man. You know, I played played growing up with a lot of those guys. You know, that's it's always great to see your guys make it. I mean, just anybody from where you're from, you know, what walks like they had to go through. You know, those people personally. You know their story. You know their family. You know, it's there's a sense of pride that comes with that. And I think all those guys are in the league from here. They're out there doing their thing and they're doing a great job. And a lot of guys, those got families and they're providing food for their families. And we're always blessed with that. Right now, Greensboro has become this uh, this D-line central kind of spot. Uh, a bunch of guys, Miles Murphy and Peyton Page up at Dudley, and then Travis Shaw at Greensboro. Uh, you're talking about some of the top prospects in each of their classes, period. Mm -hmm. uh, what is it like to know that they're out there watching you on Sunday's play? And what advice would you have for them? Um, just keep going, keep grinding, man. You know, I can come back and talk your head off. Keen, those guys, all those guys can come back and talk your head off, but you got to put that work in every day, all the time. You got to have that certain attitude about you, that swagger about you. And it's, it, it sucks because 
you don't always want to be that guy, but between those lines, you got to be that guy. Like you can't. There's all the gas, no breaks in between those lines. I think that was the biggest thing I had to learn going into college is, look, like, you, you got to go. Because it's no longer about, like, oh, you're a bigger kid or you're this and it don't hurt anybody. No, it's about you got to get to your dream. And I think those kids are doing a good job. I see they're highly recruited. And it's good to watch. Like it's fun to watch because they're out there having the fun, having fun doing things that you know I had to do one time when I was in high school. And it's just fun, but it's a grind. It's a grind after that. But what, what drives you? Where, where does your inner drive come from? Um, I think just always kind of not even my parents, obviously my dad, and I think just that always just kind of being the standard in our house. Just like whatever you do, just go do it. Like do it hard, play hard. If you love something, do like put an effort into it. Because I mean, it, right now this is my job, this is my security. Mm -hmm. Football's not gonna last forever, so I don't want to look back ten years from now and be like, "Oh man, well, I could have did this, I could have done that, mm -hmm. a little bit different." You know, I don't want to live with regrets. Everybody's always gonna have simple things they wish they could have changed, but I don't want to sit there and say I really pissed away this opportunity. Yeah. You know, I think that's where my drive comes in more so. Not not being. Afraid to fail, but afraid to just lollygag and fumble an opportunity that you really had a chance to run away with. Yeah. What does a typical Monday in the life of DJ Reader look like during the season? Oh, Mondays, uh, depending on if we got victory Mondays, we won that. <laughs> uh, if we didn't win, uh, I'm in watching film, we're grinding, we're working out at 8 in the morning. Watch a film after that, and then you you go after, you leave probably the stadium probably around one, massages at two, um, acupuncture at like three ish, three thirty, and then just chilling, bombing out the rest of the day, trying to get some good food, and going into the off day on Tuesday. Do you think people realize how much work it takes to get your body right after an NFL Sunday? I'm like a simple guy, like you know, there's guys who. Get worked on three hours before the game, three hours after the game. Like it was, it's a lot of work. I mean, you go out there and get yourself prepared for. You know, I play like forty some forty car crashes, over and over and over. And so I mean, you know, it's just it's about having your mental right and your body right. And sometimes a lot of stuff you get done is mental, but if your mental not right, you're not gonna go out there and perform. You know, so. It's a lot of work that goes into it. It's a lot of work to see that because you probably, I mean, some games you don't feel right until Friday. Wow. <laughs> I don't feel like, I'll call her sometimes, but yeah, I don't. I feel like I got hit by a truck until like Friday. Hmm. And Friday, you start to feel good. Saturday, you feel juiced up. Sunday, you go right back in the city right after the game. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right back into just being in that mode. And the best thing to do is get in the ice tub. Right, like we, me and JJ usually get in the cold tub about 15 minutes a piece after the game. So that helps. But yeah. Tomorrow's camp. Uh, what are you hoping to teach the kids that come on out and and want to be a part of your day? Uh, how to have fun. How to make have fun with a child's game. It was a child game made hard by coaches. <laughs> you know, but just how to enjoy it. Make new friends was the most important part about football. Um, making friends, the, the goal that teach you teamwork, dedication, hard work, and so things like that. And just 
letting the kids have fun. We're going to have fun. We always have fun, even through, through the most miserable parts of practice and in games. So they're going to have fun. We're going to have fun out there at the camp. i got some fun guys out there with me, so it'll be a good time. Uh, who is coming to join you out of camp? Um, i got a couple guys, uh, Davin Bellamy, one of our young guys on our team, um, Brandon Dunn, one of my best friends on the team, Carlos Watkins will be here again. Uh, a couple guys from Clemson I'll play with coming down, so it'll be a good time. It's just fun. Well, DJ, uh, you mentioned a few times while we were talking uh, eating. I, yeah. I know that uh, you are you are a D lineman. Uh, yeah. You are a bigger guy. Uh, you don't run into your lunch when, when you got here. You don't run right off the, uh, the, uh, the golf course. But uh, uh, Cool Life was the choice for uh, for lunch today. And you mentioned that. that Looking at healthier lifestyle is becoming more of the norm. Mm -hmm. uh, is that become more of the norm for you now that you have a job to do and, and that's get your body right to, yeah. to its peak performance? Yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, like, my first few years, I didn't realize how important it was in the league. Now I think I get it a lot more. But, uh, you know, when I'm home, I hit my back home spots. I got a bunch of spots and I got to spread them out because I eat those every day. And I, what, what are some of your favorites? I'm curious. Um... Yum yums, cookout, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yum yums, cookout, um, damn chicken and waffles. Mm -hmm. our, our doctor thanks you for picking this instead of, uh, yeah, so instead of those, but those, those are some of our favorites. Yeah, there's, there's so many places I can pick that I go back when I'm here, especially. So, it's, so what goes into your cookout tray? I know that's the all important question. Uh, a spicy chicken tray, cheddar style. Okay. With Either double Cajun fries or Cajun fries and a ranch wrap. And then probably a Snickers and Reese's Shake. Nice. But, yeah, so I, that's why I can have. explains why I can't get what I. <laughs> now, in, in Houston, I don't think there are cookouts. No. But there's Whataburger. There's Whataburger. Are you a fan? Uh, that's all right. Okay. It's not cooking organic and and fresh and all different options uh look like a really interesting place if you're trying to eat healthy or just trying to change your lifestyle uh felicia i know that you were the one who suggested that to uh to dj for this uh for this podcast so what kind of turns you on to uh, to core life um as you said i like the selection um and the it's something there for everyone um they have these roasted um Beets that I love because I love beets. And I, the day that I went in and I saw it on the sign, I got so excited and they were delicious. Um, and they cater to you and they make you feel like it's really not good for you, but it tastes fabulous. So I don't, I don't know anyone who would ever visit there not like it. And also they have this great tomato basil soup. It's fantastic. So Mrs. Reader's a fan. Uh, uh, this is really good. It's the first time I've ever had one of their sounds, and it's really good. Um, before we give our helmet sticker ratings for, for this, DJ, you do live in Houston during the season. Um, Texas barbecue is... Uh, 
pretty well known. Yeah. Uh, different than North Carolina style barbecue. Yeah, so do you, do you prefer one to the other? Or? Uh, I I mean, I didn't know like we were the only ones who really like pulled pork like that. I thought that was like a national thing. Realizing Texas, nobody cares about pulled pork. <laughs> it's all about ribs. It's all about ribs and brisket. Like mm-hmm. I said, that's all people care about. But um. They like hear more, uh, just so, so I like pulled pork, like love pulled pork sandwiches, things like that. But um, there's a good place in Houston I go to all the time called Pinkerton's. Pinkerton's super okay. good, okay. super good. Uh, best, 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 best bread pudding I've ever had in my life. Oh, okay, okay, good uh, to know. Uh, yeah, but the, everything's like Grant's a really good guy. Grant Pinkerton, he owns, he's a UT grad, really good guy. Um, so I go there a lot. Uh, when you're on the road, is there a certain city that you like to visit the most that you know, has a restaurant that you really enjoy or, or anything like that? Um, Indy's got some cool spots. Like some cool little steakhouse downtown Indy that like... Really? There's one at Hyde Park. I like going to Hyde Park. There's one in Columbus too, Ohio, but I've, I've been a couple times. St. Elmo's is really good in, yeah. uh, in Indy. That's a- yeah, Indy's cool. I like going to Indy just because... Downtown's kind of cool, especially you got the horse rides and things like that going. Like it's 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 not very big, but it's very nice. Well, we'll go ahead and give our helmet sticker ratings for this. Uh, one through ten, ten being the best. Half helmet stickers are acceptable. Uh, for me, solid nine. Uh, really fresh, great ingredients. I got a few extra things added into my salad. Um, but because uh, I am not getting ready for uh, <laughs> so I not need the, uh, the basic kale and chicken salad, but I I got some uh, some tomatoes, onion, uh, little chickpeas in here. Uh, this was absolutely delicious. Uh, great choice. Yeah. Uh, Core life uh, right over on uh, on Westover Terrace, right by Grimsley. I'm going to there also just because everything is really fresh and really tasty. Some, there's nothing worse than getting a salad someplace and having it be roasted. Yeah. Kind of, you know, the sauce those are really good, and the chicken is, is done perfectly, too. So this is a salad for me, and, and the, the dressing is really tasty, too. It's a balsamic vinaigrette, and it's really good. So. And there's something about salad. I don't know. It doesn't matter where it's from. As long as you're not making it, it's always good. Always. You tell me you make a salad, it doesn't taste as good. It never, it never tastes as good. I don't know what that's all about. Do the Texans have food for you at the facility yeah, and yeah. a nutritionist there to, to try and help you out? What does that look like? It's, uh, it's good. We got really good food. We did a good job. We stepped it up uh, last year, I think. We made a change, got a new nutritionist. It's just been really good, though. Uh, I got no complaints. Lad and his team do a good job of keeping us right. And body fat and teams down, lean masses up, so... What is what is a typical DJ reader to go plate look like from the facility? Uh, I don't get too many carbs, but usually it's a lot of vegetables, a lot of protein. So it's a lot. I mean, it's a good amount of food. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we hope that everybody will uh, will join the readers out at Grimsley tomorrow. Uh, that is Saturday, the twenty second. Uh, it's going to be an all day affair over at Jameson Stadium and the surrounding fields, and uh, and really just a big day for the community. Camp first, community day after. There'll be, uh, I believe, bounce houses and other vendors, um, and it really should be a, a special day. Bless you. Uh, should be a special day uh, out there for everybody, and uh, and everybody's welcome to come out and and, uh, and be a part of it. So. We thank the two of you for joining us and uh, for doing this for the city of Greensboro, and uh, we hope to see you soon.
good luck to you this season, and uh, we will definitely be in touch uh, during the season. Of course, and that'll do it for this edition of Lunch with Spencer and Jeff. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to us in the iTunes and Google Play Store, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everybody.